Welcome back to the Mouthpiece Podcast. Big week of fights. Let's jump right in. Marvin Vittori versus Kevin Holland. Um, I went exactly how, was, uh, how I thought it would go. There's a formula for Kevin Holland. There's a big formula for Kevin Holland, and everybody has it now. And once you have that formula, it's hard to get you know it's hard to get past, especially when it's like you cannot defend the takedown, right? And once you get taken down, you can't get back up. And Kevin Holland isn't untalented on the ground. That's the thing that's like interesting about it is he's not untalented on the ground. It's not like he doesn't have some kind of grappling game. It just doesn't have the game to get back up. He's used to doing jujitsu, straight jujitsu, and he's not used to you know. Uh, wrestling to get back up to the ground from the ground from off your back he doesn't do have that he looks for a submission once while looks for arm bar so looks to you know like kind of kick his legs out but he just doesn't have anything in the guys like vittori or um who who, you know uh who who just beat him uh, brunson are just gonna take him down and hold him there for position it's it's a simple formula and they're not gonna get away from it because he goes up against stand up stand up guys more interesting but that's the thing it's like it's mixed martial arts and at that top level, he's going to have to face guys that could take him down. And that's where he's at right now. And this is this is exactly where it's going to keep going. And this is why I've, I've sold all my Kevin Holland stock. I've sold it all. It's not the talking. You know, It's there's a weakness there, right? There's a, there's a weakness there making things a joke, right? But, we, you know, he showed more effort this fight, but it was the same thing. When he got taken down, he knew it was the same thing. And he knew he was shaking his head when he got into the corner. Like, it's going to be the same formula over and over again. And it could be the gym could be him it just could be you know work ethic it could be a lot of things but if you don't figure that out he's gonna be out of here and the, the problem is he got to such a high level already that it's hard to go back down and then build yourself back up it's not impossible but it's just hard to do even coming down like a few spots there's still gonna be a tough guy there they could most likely grapple and take him down so we'll see where he goes from there but kevin holland's on a great spot right now and i, I sold my stock from him i sold my stock uh marvin vittori it's a good performance. It's not an excellent performance. It's a good performance because he kind of just did the exact thing that Brunson did, right? He did the exact, exact same thing, the formula that someone else figured out. And it wasn't a wow. Like, he didn't ever really go for the stoppage, right? So he never went to, like, wow you. And I thought it was a big spot for him on ABC, like, to wow someone. And he didn't really do that. He kind of just was com- took the comfortable win. Not saying that's a bad thing, right? I mean, fighting is probably best just to make sure you get the win. But sometimes you got to impress. Sometimes you got to take chances. And he, and he never did that. He never took chances when I thought he could. Like, he was in full mount. And he never, like, tried to um, get the posture up to, like, land some big shots, get a stoppage. He, he didn't. He, he went for an arm triangle that was kind of a sloppy arm triangle. Like, was I was kind of surprised with it. Like, kind of showed me something about, I don't know if he has that much even experience on the ground as far as, like, submissions. Like, I don't even know if he's that great with submissions because... The arm triangle, he never, like, really transitioned it. He never worked his way up with his legs. He never put the pressure on the upper body up. He kind of just stood in, like, a, and tried to muscle it, and it just wasn't going to work. But, like I said, Kevin Holland might be hard to submit because Brunson couldn't do it either. But Brunson's a little bit older, and Brunson's kind of always been what he is. And he kind of just, you know, he just, he didn't have the, car. Brunson didn't have the cardio to do it. But Vittori did, but he just never took that chance. He never took the chance to, like, to steal the spotlight. So, great win for him. Keep moving on. Um, probably fight Brunson, which is a good fight. Like they both beat Kevin Holland, and both get a sh- you know Brunson wants a shot at the title. It's kind of like a feel good story, right? And if he fight beats Marvin Vittori and say Vittori gets a win, there's a lot of guys in midway division, but there's not really like a lot of guys that like Till, right? He's always hurt, right? You can't he never really has made a claim to, for the title shot. He always loses one. 
You got Whitaker uh, fighting Gastelum. But, like, say Gastelum wins. He doesn't deserve really a title shot. The only thing you could claim you could make is that him and Izzy had, like, one of the best fights ever of all time. But, like, win, like wins-wise, he doesn't deserve it. So, Whitaker, if he wins, he has a, a, a the, the, the best claim to having a title shot. Vittori's probably second behind him. And Brunson's, like, probably behind him. All the other guys are just kind of, like, hyped. You know what I mean? Like, they're well-known guys, uh, names, but... I don't think they really deserve title shots. So, Vittori's right there. I think him and Brunson, that's a good fight. I think Vittori should feel safe in that fight. Like, that's a comfortable fight for him to take. Especially if a title shot is promised after that. And for Brunson, he wants that fight because he wants a title shot. The title shot is promised to him if he wins that fight. Then I think definitely um, he'll take the fight. And uh, Kevin Holland needs to go back to the drawing board. He should take some time off from fighting. He's had a lot of fights, like, in the past year, year and a half. He needs to stop. He needs to stop for a little bit and regain and maybe look at the, his training situation and just see where it's at. Because there's a lot of sloppy things that Kim Holland does. Like, his stand-up with his feet is pretty bad, too. Like, his feet are getting, like, after the first punch, his feet are pretty sloppy. What I did like about Kevin Holland at one point, right, and I still do kind of, is that he could do a bunch of stances, right? Which, like, kind of, like, could make, uh, if you're, you know, confuse you if you're standing in front of him on when the shot's coming. But the only problem is after the shot, his feet slip and slide everywhere. That's another big problem. Like, no one's talking. It's not just he can't defend the takedowns. It's like he doesn't have, like, the balance after his first shot that, to, like, he falls into takedowns or he falls into getting grabbed or he can't punch off of it. He's got to rethink this whole thing. But that's a good win for Marvin Torrey. He's got to keep keep going. I think the Brunson matchup is a good matchup for him. Let's go on to uh, some boxing. You got Jerron Ennis versus, um, versus Sergi Lipnets. And this fight went exactly how I thought it was going to go, too. Jorannis was just too big for him. That was, like, the key thing to me was he was too big. And Sergi doesn't really have, like, all that great offense. Yeah, really, he doesn't. Sergi's, like, limited. He, he's a straightforward fighter. He's got comes from kickboxing, so he has a lot of the habits of kickboxers. He's, like, real straightforward, back, straight, back, straight, back, straight, back. He doesn't have, like, a lot of offense coming forward. He kind of has to work out for your offense. So he did land, like, a few shots when Jerron was getting really aggressive. But if Jerron said, like, you're not going to land on me, he wasn't going to land on him. Like, if he just said, I'll go straight defensive mode. Sergi couldn't do anything to land. And Jerron just did what he did. He's super aggressive. He's super aggressive. He went backwards, forward. He put a lot of power in his shots. He stood southpawed most of the fight. And just put it on Sergi Lipnitz. Exactly how I thought. It would just be too many shots. It would just add up. He got, um, he does get hit. I know, like, people were saying, like, you know, some of the shots, he got, you know, he, um, Kind of looked like he was kind of slowing down a little bit. I think he just went all out on that round where he didn't really drop Lipinets, but he he thought he did. The ref thought he did. Everybody thought he did. I think maybe he thought Lipinets was more hurt than he was. Kind of blew his load a little bit. Had to rest the next round. Then he get the then he got the stoppage. Um, Jorans is exactly what I thought he was going to be. He's he's a star. I don't know. The, now there's like a there's this there's this there's this game they have to play now, right? Because He's at that level, right? He's not as big a name as he could be. And I don't think he's at like the best he could be at right now, right? So you can't give him Spence or Crawford, maybe even Porter. Them. Maybe those guys right there. But there's a little, like, especially in that way, at 147, there's the Jose Cito Lopez, Adrian Broner, uh, uh, Progras, Thurman, uh, Danny Garcia. There's those guys where he should be getting fed, those guys. Instead of going, like, you know, you can't use him yet versus all the other guys. You got to, like, let him build up, right? And he's at that sweet spot, especially at 147 where they have the names that you could still sell sell as a main event and sell as, like, a big fight. 
for him, he's in that spot. Now, Lipinets is in a tough spot, right? Because Lipinets really has no credible wins. And now he starts looking real shaky after this performance. It's like one of those things where everybody's high on him, right? Higher than they should be on him. And now everybody's going to be really low on him. And I'm not sure it's undeserved because he doesn't have any credible wins. And he has really limited offense. And his defense is really limited. So start, like, it starts looking real shaky for him. You know what I mean? It's, it's a weird, it's like, it's Ennis' biggest win, but now it's like, how big of a win is it? You know what I mean? Because he eliminated, he kind of showed all these, exposed all these things, Lipnitz. Ennis is ready for a credible opponent, uh, but not like the elite, elite. You know what I mean? Like, let's not get out of hand here. He's, he shows that he's a star, right, in the making, but he's not a star yet. He's not the, uh, the, the his complete form yet, and you got to let him grow into that. And you can't rush him along. And I th- I still think I, I wish I could see some more in-between shots for Durant because I feel, feel like he puts a lot into every other shot he throws, and maybe that could burn his energy. And I wish he was a little more disciplined to where he didn't get hit. So I, I still think he could tidy up a few things before he really take that shot. But there's some definitely credible names for him to fight. I really enjoyed that. That performance by him. It was, a, it was a really complete performance by him. Let's go to Joe Smith Jr. versus Maxim uh, Vasilov. It was probably the best fight of the weekend. You know what I mean? It was it was, uh, it was the best fight of the weekend, I would say. Joe Smith Jr. is what I thought he was, right? In this fight, one exactly kind of how I thought it was going to go. Just the outcome didn't come out the way I thought it was going to come. But it's, it wasn't even the outcome that I thought should have happened. See, Joe Smith... Is he's a hard hitting guy. He's real straightforward though. He's real. Uh, he walks. You know. He like plots with his movement. And Maxim Vasilov's a tricky. Uh, his he's a tricky fighter with spacing. A lot of upper body work. A lot of like shifts upper body. He uh, hits you with shots that don't match where his upper body is. It's just like he just throws a lot of off speed stuff. And I really think that was affecting Joe Smith. And I thought it was kind of like, he was kind of schooling Joe Smith early. And then Joe Smith would land a big shot, turn it around, and back, Maxim would kind of have to like hold him off. You know what I mean? Hold him to like, because Joe Smith felt like, if you think about like Joe Smith, a guy like that, if he lands, he feels like, oh, I'm, I, I could probably almost have him out, even if he doesn't. But that confidence allows him to just flurry off shots. So you still have to like, it still makes you go into a shell almost because you're like, oh, he has like this confidence. He thinks I'm out on my feet. And so he's throwing shots heavy at me right now. And that kind of like confidence puts Maxim on like his back foot, like defending, almost like putting him in a survival mode, even though he's not even hurt. And that's what happened in this fight. Like Maxim would win like two, three rounds, then get hit with the shot. And then like Joe Smith would just explode on him and look to like uh, put big shots together. I don't think Maxim was hurt. All, every time there were shots that, that definitely did hurt him, but I don't think he was hurt a lot of the times. But Joseph just felt that confidence, and then that got the crowd's attention, that got the judges' attention, and and I think that's how he steals the decision in this fight because I don't think he won the fight. I think he lost considerably, like most of the rounds. I thought that the rounds that Maxim won were pretty obvious. The rounds that Joe Smith won were, I mean, pretty obvious, but they weren't a lot. It's just that he won like he had the bigger moments in the fight. And I, that, that's the problem, right? And I think that's the part we have to talk about, like, with the judging is, like, okay, bigger moments, but we're not judging the fight. Like, it's not, like, the one MMA league where, like, they judge the whole fight as a whole, right? They don't judge it per round. These are judged per round. So, like, Maxim clearly won those rounds. Now, maybe the shots aren't as, you know, noisy or they don't look come at that wide or, you know what I mean? They don't have that. But that don't mean you should win the rounds because you have those shots. That's just a different fighting style, and I think Joe Smith won this fight, especially because he's ESPN's guy. He's top ranks guy. And Maxim is 
not a known household name over here or maybe anywhere. So he wasn't going to get the fair shake in that. And if you're, you know, I didn't bet this fight exactly for that because the COVID, well, Maxim coming off COVID, but also just because he's not the household name and he wasn't going to get any favors done for him in the decision, unfortunately, as that is. Joe Smith goes on. And I don't think Joe Smith has a chance to get Beard uh, Biv. I think Beard Biv is a much better fighter than him, much more complete fighter than him. And he, he does what Joe Smith does, but just a lot better. And I know people think that's a good matchup, right? Because they both do that. But sometimes it isn't. It isn't exactly a good matchup when someone does exactly what you do and they do it way better. That's not a good matchup because that means that he's going to, everything you do, he knows what you're going to do. And he's going to apply the same exact pressure and he's going to beat you to the punch and hit you with shots you're not going to, uh, angles you can't get. You know what I mean? So I don't think that's a good matchup for him. Like I know people are saying that, but that's not a good matchup for him because it's a guy that does exactly what he does just a hundred times better. So I think he's going to smoke Joe Smith. I think Joe Smith is exactly what Joe Smith is. And he's just, uh, He's just a, he's a gatekeeper, really, honestly. And maybe this weight is a little thin right now. And especially because he's in, he's stuck with uh, Beardabev, who there's no one else in that, you know, Top Rank doesn't have any really anyone else in that weight class. They don't have Bavo or anything like that, where he wouldn't be talking about Joe Smith. So he's going to get this matchup. And it's like, someone was talking on Twitter, and they, they phrased this pretty well. They said the zone is just showing boxing. Right, all of boxing, it's embracing all the whole sport, and so that means they'll talk about fighters that they don't even promote. But ESPN and Fox and PBC are like in their own universe. Like if you had DC and you had Marvel, like they're so own universes they don't even talk about each other, and that's kind of why you get like Joe Smith Juniors, right? Is that he's not the best, the best guy at one seventy three. He's not the second best guy at one seventy three. Probably not the fourth best guy, fifth best guy. Right, but he might be the sixth best guy, and he's the only guy the top rank has in the, the top six besides Bedrbev. So now he becomes number two in this universe. But in other universe, you're like, no, he's not. It's very strange. It is very strange, and you see, like Eddie Hearn, he'll call out guys, right? Like he'll say, well, maybe we can match him with Broner, and he'll bring up guys he doesn't even have, and maybe it's not even possible. But the reason they're doing that, right, is to show that, like, get my guy talking with their guy. We're, we're let, let's you know like they're 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 not afraid to do that but like espn like they feel like they're in like in a box and pbc they feel like they're in a box which is their guys in their universe so that's why joe smith is having this chance because he's in that universe but he really isn't he isn't that level it's just it's, it's a hype job for the sport um i did want to talk about connor ben and i did think that was a great performance now whether Samuel Vargas was broken by Virgil Ortiz, maybe, right? But I, I don't know that. I didn't think that going into this fight. So I can't say that. I don't know that for sure. No one could know that for sure. So it can't take away from what Conor Ben's done, right? Because Conor Ben got a devastating first-round knockout. I did not think that. I bet that he was going to win by decision. Because I didn't think Conor Ben was really great or anything. And in that performance, he looked like he was good at everything, though. And that's, those guys can be scary, too. And he looks like he has some pop to him. And now you go back and look, and he beat Formella more effectively than, to me, Porter did. And now maybe Porter was getting rounds, but it doesn't matter because you're putting what you're putting together, right? The package you're putting together on TV, that's what I'm seeing when you fight. So I can't say, like, I can't give you a, a, a slide because you're trying to get rounds. I can't do that. I cannot do that. So what I seen Porter do and what I seen him do, he was more effective against Formella than Porter was. And he was more effective against Sammy Vargas than Virgil Ortiz was. Than most fighters were. And Spence was. He put him out in the first round. 
I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if he's at that level, but I'm saying he's someone to watch. Because he, that was an impressive performance. And now I've seen two impressive performances by him. And if he could get a credible opponent now, right? Like a credible guy that's, uh, is going to have, uh, who going in thinking he has the same chance of winning as Conor Ben. I want to see that now. I think he's reached that. I think he's worked his way perfectly to that spot. Uh, and I think that that's the spot that Ennis just just passed right now. That's what Conor Ben needs to get past right now. He beat the tough, the gatekeeper. He beat that guy. Now he needs to get to that one spot where a guy actually thinks he has a competitive chance to win the fight. Let's get to fake money, real bets. It was, you know, it's, I, I got, I ended with more money than I had, but it was other bets that kind of like eliminate what we could have won. So I won Ennis over Lipnets. I thought that was free money. 300K, won 30K. And it's by KLTKL, a little more riskier, but I thought that he was just, he was too big. He was going to land too many shots. There's no way that Lipinets was going to be able to survive that. I was right. I bet 50K, won 18K. Holland versus Vittori. Now, I knew this fight was, I could be confused by this fight, right? Because I know I seen Holland just lose, so my stock could be way down on him. Uh, but Vittori sometimes stands too long, doesn't have the best defense. So I was afraid to pick the winner here. I picked Vittori like in the breakdown, but like to bet a winner here. I just didn't want to do it. What I bet was it was going to finish under 4.5 rounds because I thought Holland wouldn't just lay on his back. He would take some more chances and Vittori would either, he, Holland would either catch him, knock him out, or Vittori would catch submission or put him out uh, while he has while he's on top. Vittori never wanted to take those chances. I thought maybe he had opportunity to do it. He just never did it. Holland landed some shots, but never enough to hurt him. It went to the, you know, Vegas knew what they were doing. 4.5 rounds was right. I bet 50K, lost 50K on that one. Julian Marquez versus Sam Alvey. I thought this was a gimme. I bet 25K to win 13K. That was uh, Marquez could just do more. He, he, he's more active. Uh, Sam Alvey isn't, like I said, not the most physically gifted guy. And a lot of times when guys cut that much weight as he did to get to another weight, it's really an act of desperation. You got to kind of have to jump on that as a better. I wish I would have bet more on this fight. I should have really just went in like 300K on this one. Uh, but I didn't. So I won 25, I won 13. I took Ben by decision. That was wrong. Ben was right to win, but decision, not even close. He beat him in the first round. I was just like, what the hell? Um, 50K, lost 50K on that one. But then I did land a parlay, right? Oh. Landed a parlay of Ajabe, Ennis, Marquez, and Connor Ben, 52K plus 87 to win 46K. So I lost 25, 50. No, no, I'm sorry. I lost 50. So I lost 100K, but I got back 70 no no sorry i didn't lose 100 yeah they did lose 100k lost 100k but won 18 48 yeah i won over i won over 100 i won like i won 107k so i broke out with 7k on, on top of what i did so i'm at 534 i think this is a some good bets could happen this week because you got jake paul you got um uh, you got uh, Harrison. So there's some good bets. I, I feel like I, I want, I'm going to, you know, take some shots here this week, but um, that's, that's been, that was this week's fights. I'm going to have another one end of this week to go into the course, break down the Jake Paul fight. I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel like people don't want to break this down. Like technically I will do that. That's what I do. I like to break down fights. We're going to fight and I'll break it down technically if it's big enough. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. So thank you guys for listening on to the next one.